welcome to the Grace Hill Podcast, a weekly podcast of our Sunday messages driven by our pastor. Grace Hill exists to bring God's biblical truth to your everyday life. As we begin this week's message, we invite you to open your Bibles and capture what God has in store for you today. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms in the room, man. You guys are heroes. You're incredible. We're so thankful for you. And I'm just super, super glad that you're with us today. Um, You know, it's one thing to be a mother, but it is another thing to be a mom. And so um, I hope you understand what I mean by that. A lot of people can be called mothers, but it takes something to be a mom. And so thank you for being here today. Um, I want to start out by asking a question just to kind of get a gauge for the room. So if your answer uh, to this question that I'm about to ask is yes, I just want you to raise your hand. So if you're in the room, and a woman labored to bring you into this world, I want you to raise your hand. Hey, look at that. We're all friends in this room. Yes, that is true because we all have moms. And so a woman labored to bring you into this world, therefore you have a mother. Now, uh, my mother, and they're going to put a picture up of her and my sisters. She's there in the middle. Um, she had four girls. Um, some of you are thinking that poor dad. No, no, no. Don't feel bad for him. Don't feel bad for him. He has four daughters that uh, love to care for him, tell him how good looking he is. Um, He claims that we make his coffee better. So when we come to the house, we make his coffee. So uh, don't feel bad for him. He's doing just fine. Um, But if my mom's in the middle there, and if you think she looks like one of the sisters, you just became one of her best friends. So she's going to listen to this tomorrow. So I'll I'll let her know if any of you tell me that. But um, so she had four girls. The funny thing is my mom wanted one child. Yes, that's the truth. And at the ripe old age of 19, she decided one child. And so uh, she had one. And then four and a half years later, surprise, there came Kinsey, who is next to me. um, And she was sure she was done. Two girls, done. Lauren has a sibling. It's great. Whatever, we're done. And so uh, five years later, Madison came along and she's next to my mom on the other side. And then my mom was for sure she was done. Three kids, full-time job, pastor's wife, busy as all get out. I'm done. And the story goes that one day my, my, my dad came to her and said, I want another child. And she said, no, you don't. You want a boy. And he said, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't need a boy. I want another child. And um, she literally said these words to him. You get one chance, buddy. And there came Peyton. And so um, then Peyton came along. So uh, man, am I glad God's plan was different than her original plan because my sisters are incredible. And I'm just so, so thankful to have all of them in my life. But I was thinking back to when my sisters and I were younger, and we are pretty spread apart, but um, it's been neat as we're growing, and um, some of my sisters are having kids and all of that. It's been really neat. But I was thinking back to when we were younger, and I started to think about things that I think my mom was thinking or that she was saying when we were younger. And I want to read some of these to you. Some of you said these this morning. I'm just going to say that right now. But here's something I think my mom was saying. What's the point of cleaning my house if my family is going to keep living here? Yes. Okay. Another thing I think she would say is things magically appear when I look for them. And all the women say amen. Uh, If I ever go missing, please follow my kids. They can find me no matter where I try to hide. A couple more. Uh, This is one that I know she actually said. Growing to the grocery store by myself is like taking a vacation. Yes. She didn't really ever take us. I don't remember going. Uh, 
this, my mom was a big lunchbox note mom. Anybody have one of those? There was always lunch. I, I do that with my kids. And my nine-year-old the other day was like, mom, you're kind of embarrassing me. I'm like, man, I thought I was the cool mom. But I think this is a lunchbox note my mom would have written. Sorry, the wheat thins are stale. That's what happens when you leave the box open. My girls will walk right past their father sitting on the couch and come bang on the shower door for me to open the snack. And finally, I don't want to sleep like a baby. I just want to sleep like my husband. (laughs) Amen. Man, moms, they're incredible. Our moms are incredible. And today, something that we all share in common is that we have moms. Now, I'm aware that not all mothers are the same. Not all moms are great moms, and not all moms are even good moms. But I can promise you this, there's no perfect mother. There's no perfect mother. And if you didn't know up to this point, there's no perfect you. And I'm sorry if I'm the first one to tell you, but you're not perfect, and neither am I. And your mother is not perfect. But the Bible is very clear on how we should treat our mothers, how we should honor them. It's not unclear at all. It's very clear. And my prayer today is that each and every one of us walk away with fresh revelation and clarity on how we should treat our mothers according to the word of God. And so today the title of my message is honor your mama, honor your mama. Now for some of you really sophisticated people, you're thinking, why mama? Why would you say honor your mother, honor your mom? Uh, My mama is from Bowie, Texas. Anybody know where that is? I'm not surprised. (laughs) Okay, you know, Bowie, Texas. Bowie, Texas, there's not much going on there. But in Bowie, they are fixing to do everything. And mama's making supper. That's how they talk. And so um, I grew up with a mama that thought the higher the hair, the closer to Jesus. Anybody grow up with a mama? Anybody? Maybe not. Okay, maybe just me. But I thought it very fitting uh, because that's what my sisters and I call her to say, honor your mama. And my oldest has caught on to this. I love it. He calls me mama, but my seven-year-old is too grown and he says mom. And so I have learned to accept that. Today, I want you to grab your Bibles or your phone real quick. We're going to go to Deuteronomy 5, and we're going to read our first scripture from verse 16, and then go later down in the chapter to verse 32 and 33. And I just want to remind you, if you're here today and you've got your mom, uh, grab her today and get a picture out at this photo booth. We, we just know that that's a, a really treasured moment to get a photo um, with your kids. And if you are the mom that takes 50 photos to get the right one, no judgment. Do your thing, girl. Go ahead. Uh, But do that. And then make sure that as you walk out these doors, grab a bath bomb and know that your Grace Hill family loves you and we honor you today. So uh, are you there in Deuteronomy 5? If you are, say, I'm there. Awesome. Let's read verse 16. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And then go ahead down to verse 32 and 33. So be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded you. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. Let's pray. Father, Father, thank you for your word. Lord, your word is covered with love, rooted in love for us today. And I pray that each one of us would walk away 
with fresh revelation to what it's saying. God, my prayer is that you would open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts, that we may receive your word with humility, that we may receive your word with grace. We thank you so much for all that you've done, and we thank you that we have the opportunity to show honor today. In Jesus' name, amen. Here in Deuteronomy, we are right in the middle of the Ten Commandments. And Moses has brought together, if you read in the, first, the beginning of the chapter, he's brought together Israel, and he's going to be telling them the Ten Commandments. Now, this is not the first time that the Ten Commandments have been given, that you've got to go back to Exodus chapter 24. This is actually a new generation that Moses is giving the commandments to. And so what, what I got from that when I was studying that is, it's as if Moses is saying to this new generation, God is having him say to them, hey, listen, the commandments that were given to those before you did not die with them. They are continuing on today. They still apply to you today. And God is saying to us, these commandments still apply to us today. We read in verse three of chapter five that Moses says, it was not with our ancestors that the Lord made this covenant, but with us, with all of us who are alive here today. He's saying it's not just for them. It's for us as well. That is what he is saying. And here, the word honor within this verse 16, if you know my husband and you come and you listen to him regularly, he's all about the Hebrew and the Greek. So I couldn't let him stand me up. I had to bring it in. You know what I mean? So honor here in the Greek means kavid. It's K-A-V-E-D, kavid. And this honor means to weigh heavily upon, to give weight to, and to treat with appropriate seriousness. Think about that. Honor, to weigh heavy upon it, to treat it with the appropriate seriousness. Now, in our Western culture, I did some studying on all this. We have a very different view sometimes on parents or next generation. And I'm talking as a whole. I'm not talking individually. Many of us, we show honor very well to the older generation. But as a whole, our Western culture compared to other cultures in the world treats the older generation and parents very differently. And I was blown away when I was doing my research on the stark differences. Um, People in other cultures see their parents and people of the older generation always, it's within their culture, embedded within it, that they are the gatekeepers of wisdom. And the younger generation shows honor and respect towards them immediately. It's just ingrained in who they are. And I even read that in China, companies are required to give their employees time off just to see their parents. Isn't that incredible? They really value, they weigh heavy upon honor towards their parents. And so on this day where we recognize mothers, I want us to look at a couple things. Why do we honor them? What does it mean to honor them? And what does that mean for the next generation? So the first thing in your notes today, if you want to write this down, why do we honor our mamas? It's because God commands it. Very first one in your notes, write it down. God commands it. Now, if God commands something, it should get our attention. Would you agree? Our, our ears should tune in like never before. If God is telling us something, mandating something, if he commands it, we should listen in like never before. Christians have normally divided the Ten Commandments into 
two different sets, a set of four. So the first commandments being our relationship towards God. And then the final six being our relationship with our fellow man. But it's very interesting in the Jewish culture, they actually separate them in sets of five bringing in that honor towards father and mother into the relationship with God, because ultimately honoring your mother, honoring your father is about ultimately honoring God because honor is a choice. Would you agree? Honor is a choice. We are not robots that all of a sudden we think, Oh, whoa, I'm honoring. It doesn't work that way. Honor is a choice. We must make the choice to show honor. When I was thinking about this whole thought of the Jewish culture bringing in that commandment into our relationship with God, it made me think of honor is ultimately just an overflow of our love for him. Showing honor towards our mother is just ultimately honoring him out of an overflow of our love. And if if you say you want to honor God, and I hope you do sitting here today, if you live a life that you want to honor God, you must honor your mother. There must be a desire from us as Christians to want to please our heavenly father by following his commandments and not, not out of an obligation or check it off the list. This is, this is a relationship. This is an overflow of love to want to honor his commandments. I think it's amazing that God gives these 10 commandments and within them are things like, don't put, another, don't put any more gods before me. Do not misuse my name. Uh, do not commit adultery. Do not commit murder. I mean, when you think of those types of commandments, those are like big ticket items in your mind. And yet right in the middle, he sees it's so important, so vital for us to hear the words, honor your father and your mother. If this is a big deal to God, it should be a very big deal to us. Now, for those of us that have great moms, those lunchbox, cookies on the oven, kind of mamas, the ones that are affirming, praying for you, kind of moms, honor comes pretty easy. Thinking about her sacrifices, and, and I am very fortunate that I was and have such a great mother, honor comes easy because appreciation for who she is. And especially if you have children of your own, you view things a little differently and just thankful for who she is. You know, I show her honor by hugging her and thanking her and, and affirming her and telling her how wonderful it is. And I call her, call your mom. I'm pointing at my husband, call your mom. All the men in the room, call your mom. No, it's important. She wants to hear from you. She wants to know how your day is going, how your family's doing. She wants to be a part of that. And that's a way to show honor to her. But it feels easy when we have great moms to show honor. But I'm fully aware that in a room like this, not everybody had a good mom. Not everybody did. And honoring her can especially feel difficult if she's hurt you or you're walking around with pain, maybe from childhood of of words that were said, pain that's been rooted really deep in your life. I know that honor can seem very difficult. So I just have some practical thoughts for you today. If you maybe didn't have um, a good mom in, in the standard that you're thinking of today, this is my challenge for you. For those that didn't have a good mom, pray for her. Pray for her. That's a way to show honor. Luke 6 tells us this. Jesus says, pray for those who mistreat you. 
What I know about prayer is that it unlocks freedom. When I put someone, honor them by praying for them, interceding on their behalf, Jesus models this so well, it releases freedom in my life. So pray for her. Your prayer today could be, Lord, today I'm going to set aside ill feelings I have towards my mom because I want to honor you. And that, hear me, that doesn't mean you honor what she did. You don't honor how she treated you. That's not what I'm asking you to do. What I'm saying is pray for her, honor God as you honor her that way. Second, don't speak negatively about her in front of your children. Don't do it. And the third thing, thank God that she gave you life. Because here's what I know. There are accidental parents, but there are no accidental children. There are accidental parents, but there are no accidental children. Why do I know that? Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I shaped you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Think about that. It gives me chills thinking about it. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. He had a plan for you. You are not an accident. There are no accidental children. Thank God that she gave you life. Now, how we honor our mothers in this room may look a little different than one another, but we are commanded to do it. We are commanded to do it. And out of our love and overflow of our heart for the Lord, we should honor our mother. Second thing in your notes. I'm moving quick because I know you've got lunches to be at. Am I right? Am I right? Okay. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. I remember when our oldest son, Stratton, Stratton is my mother-in-law's maiden name, if you've been wondering where that name came from. He was about one year old, and uh, we were having an issue with him being very interested in the outlets, the electrical outlets. So again, I think Ryan said this, we were like those like living on the edge parents. We didn't put the things in the plugs. I don't know why. We just didn't. And so um, I decided, you know what? I'm just going to carry him over there and I'm going to point at that outlet and I'm going to say, no, no, no. So I carry Stratton over there and I get and make sure he's looking at me, you know, and I point at that outlet and I said, no, 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 no. And so we walked away. Well, the next day I'm in my bathroom and I'm getting ready and I had put toys on the floor in our room for him to play with. And I can hear his little voice going, no, no, no. And so I run out there and he's sitting in front of the outlet with his little pointer finger and he's going, no, no, no. And I thought, that's a win. That's really good. That's really good. But what it shows, which we all know, is that children model what they see. The next generation will model what you show them and what they hear you say. I heard a quote one time talking about role models and things like that. And it said, it's hard to imagine yourself as something you don't see. It's hard to imagine yourself as something you don't see. So whether intentional or not, the way you honor or dishonor your mother will be caught and reciprocated. It will be caught. So what are you modeling as okay in front of your kids what are the words you're saying about your parents? What is the attitude towards them when they call her? You're like, oh, don't answer the phone. Believe me, I've heard my mom say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> truly. What are you modeling? What are you modeling? 
Man, this commandment of honoring is, is so important and, and so vital. I was thinking about this this week of how Jesus so wonderfully modeled this for us, even up until the last moment of his life. And um, there are seven sayings from the cross. And if you were with us through our last series here at Grace Hill, we worked through each one of those. But in one of those sayings, Jesus shows us how to honor our mother, even until the last moment. He's on the cross and he's taking on the sins of the world and making a way for salvation. I mean, this is the moment. This is what he came to do. And yet in the middle of that, in the middle of his pain, the Bible tells us that he looks down at his mother and then he looks down at his best friend, John. And he says, son, here's your mother. Mother, here's your son. Think about that. Even until his last breath, the thought of making sure his mother was cared for, responsibility was transferred from him to John because, see, Joseph had died and Mary was widowed, so Jesus would have been the primary caretaker at this point. And he is in pain. He's taking on the sins of the world, and yet he stops to care for his mother. It's powerful. And it models for us how important this truly is, how vital it is to honor and to model it for the next generation. You reap the harvest of what you sow, and you can't expect your kids to do something you're not willing to do. You can't expect them to do what you're not willing to do. The truth is we're all flawed. We're all flawed human beings. Uh, you know, parents, we make mistakes. I make mistakes. My kids are so gracious with me, but we're all flawed. But we have to learn to honor not just our mothers, but honor God through that. Deuteronomy 5.29 says, Oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep all of my commandments always so that it may go well with them and their children forever. How many of you want it to go well with you and your children forever? Amen. That is what God is telling us here. Keep my commandment. Keep my commandment. Because God desires for every generation to follow his commands. And we are to model obedience. We are to model grace. We are to model honor so that the next generation will have a roadmap to follow. And for some of us, there wasn't a good roadmap. From childhood, there wasn't a good roadmap to follow. But can I tell you, God is in the redeeming business. He is a redeeming God, and he can redeem for you what you didn't have. You can change the course. You can change the cycle. Hear me. You can change the cycle. And it starts with you. What seeds are you planting right now when it comes to honoring? Are your words of honor uh, positive and, and showing that your kids, or are they full of negativity towards your parents? You might be sitting here right now, and you're a young adult, unmarried. You're like, Lauren, I'm not even thinking about that phase of life, modeling for the next generation. Hear me when I say the habits you're creating today will go into the next season of your life. The habits that you create of how you honor your parents, how you treat them, it will go with you into the next season of your life. Start it now, even when it's hard, even when it doesn't make sense, even when she's not worthy, even if she doesn't deserve it, honor her in front of your children, honor her with your words in front of that sibling that shows no honor, 
Honor her as you honor God because you do reap what you sow. The last thing in your notes today. Obedience releases the promise. The wonderful thing about this commandment is the first one that has a promise attached to it. Now, if there is a promise from God, I'm getting excited because his promises are true. His promises are yes and amen. They do not return void. And so what is this promise? Go back to verse 16 of Deuteronomy with me. Let's read it again. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Paul reiterates this later in Ephesians when he says, so that it may go well with you when he's talking about this commandment and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. What is the promise? Long life and blessing in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Now, my great-grandmother, her name was Virgil May, (laughs) and uh, her family actually lived in uh, in the 1800s in a dugout kind of thing. Does anybody know what that is? Where they literally dug their house in the side of like a ditch, and they were very, very poor. Um, So she was born in 1888, And she lived to be 99 and died three months shy of her 100th birthday. And so she lived a very long life. Um, And it's funny, there's a story that's told that um, my grandfather was working one day and his his sister-in-law calls and says, J.E., you got to get over here right now. Something's wrong with her. You got to get over here right now. So he closes his company or his shop. He had a body shop and he runs over to her house and she's sobbing. And he's like, mom, are you in pain? Are you in pain? And she goes, Jesus is mad at me. And he goes, what are you talking about? He's like, she does. He just won't take me to heaven already. So she was just like, cause the crazy thing was nothing up until her very last breath, nothing was wrong with her. And so at 96 years old, um, my uncles decided we're going to interview Granny Dorman and ask her questions. And so their question to her was, Granny Dorman, what do you attribute your long life to? And these were what she said. She said, I honored my father and my mother, and I took a Geritol vitamin every day. (laughs) Fantastic, right? But... God truly promises a life of blessing when we show honor to our parents. If God says something, he means it. And God's promises are so true. And like I said, they don't return void. I love that the scripture says, in the land the Lord is giving you, because the word giving you means it's already in motion. It's already in motion. It's not a, I might give you, I'll think about giving you. No, it says the land the Lord your God is giving you. So it's in motion. The Lord wants to give you blessing. And he wants your children then to walk in that blessing. So the question is, are we restricting it? Are we restricting it? Remember what verse 33 of Deuteronomy said, walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and prosper. Maybe your lack of honor towards your father and mother, which ultimately is disobedience towards, the, to the, towards your heavenly father, is restricting this promise that he's wanting to give you. We have to remember, it's not 
This isn't just about honoring our earthly parents. This is about honoring God and obedience. And that releases the promise. We can trust that he will remember and follow through with his promise. And we have to remember, this is so vital to remember. We have to remember that every commandment that God has ever given is rooted in love. It's all rooted in love towards his children. This isn't a mean-spirited attitude towards us because he loves us so much and wants us to live in freedom and blessing as we follow his commands. So why do we honor our mothers? God commands it. It's the first. You reap what you sow. The next generation will follow your lead. They will. It happens time and time again. And finally, obedience releases the promise. God promises to bless your life as you obey his commands. Honor, honor. Now, I know today is a tough day for some people. I know it's a tough day for my mom because her mother passed away in 2004 and her mom had her much later in life and so she only got 33 years with her. So it's a hard day. And then for some of you, you've experienced loss or maybe some of you are in a waiting season of wanting to have children of your own. And hear me when I say this to those of you that are in a waiting season, it isn't a wasted season. It's not a wasted season. There is no such thing. God doesn't waste seasons. But hear me when I say, the God of grace, the God of peace, can be your comfort today. The God of grace, the God of peace, can be that healing that your heart needs. And we love you, and we are praying that God pours out, pours out his peace upon you today. So we think of you. And to all the moms in the room, you are incredible. You are so honored and loved. We know every day is a sacrifice, and we're so thankful for who you are. You are making a difference in your children. Hear me. And you're doing a good job. Somebody needs to hear that today. You are a good mother. You're doing a good job. So I'm just going to pray for all of you today that God will be exactly what you need. And maybe that's your prayer that you need to pray. God, give me what I need today. Maybe I need peace. Maybe I need comfort. Maybe I need joy. Maybe I need reassurance that I am doing a good job. Ask God, God, give me what I need today. Because a lot of times we don't know what we need, but he does. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. God, thank you for your word that gives us this incredible roadmap to follow, Lord, that ultimately ends in blessing. God, I thank you that you don't just give us commands that come up empty-handed, Lord. You, you have intentionality with everything you do, and it's all rooted in love for us. So I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for all the mothers in the room. I thank you for the sacrifice that they make each and every day for their children, for their family. God, I pray today that they would sense, God, your, your joy in their heart today. God, as they see their kids, Lord God, and as they go 
day to day, Lord, that they would be reminded, Lord, that you are with them and they're not walking alone in this journey of motherhood. And Lord, I pray that they would feel honored and loved and cherished today, not just by their church family, Lord, but they would feel honored and cherished today by their children and their husband. And Lord, that they would remember, yes, the days are long, but the years truly are short. And the things and the decisions and the words that they are speaking today are impacting the future. They are future changers, Lord, and I thank you for that. And Lord, I pray for all the moms or all the women in the room that are hurting, Lord, those that have lost their mother, Lord, or those that are in a waiting season or those who have experienced loss, Lord, God, you are the God of peace. You are the God of comfort. Pour it out on them today, Lord. May every heart sense your presence near. I thank you that you are a personal God. You are a personal God that comes and meets the needs of your children today. And we thank you for that. I thank you for that. So bless us, Lord. God, may this house be full of joy, full of excitement and laughter, Lord, as we walk out, Lord. God, that this place would be a house, Lord, just full of your presence, Lord God, as we honor and we praise. And may we each walk away today changed and challenged by your word. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Grace Hill is always about knowing God and growing in God, and we want to hear from you. If you have a prayer request or a question, you can email us at info at gracehill.cc.